You're listening to the On The Go with VAO News Podcast for the week ending July 8th, 2016. Hello and welcome to the podcast, our weekly recap of the top headlines from the Daily Acquisition News. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Dara Curran, content developer and news writer. There's a new item to add to the ever-growing list of things you'll need to be buying through OMB and GSA-approved sources as part of the category management shift, and that is Identity Protection Services, or IPS. The Office of Federal Procurement Policy has released updated guidance directing federal agencies to begin treating the government-wide blanket purchase agreements awarded by GSA for identity monitoring data breach response and protection services as a preferred source when purchasing those services. Effective immediately, Administrator Ann Rung instructed federal agencies to review the services the BPAs offer, and if there is overlap with the agency's own existing or planned contracts, do a comparison of the pertinent numbers between the two. Agencies can still proceed with exercising an existing option or pursuing their own planned procurement, but must provide the alternatives analysis they've conducted to GSA and OMB, along with information on final prices paid, so that can be incorporated into government-wide category management data. GSA has released a transition guide to help agencies with the planning to shift from networks to the new Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions Telecommunications Contract. True, existing contracts do not expire till 2020, but transition plans must be drafted and submitted to GSA by October, because the agency is planning way ahead to make sure everything goes smoothly and is moved completely by the deadline. The new handbook sets out all the activities agencies need to complete to prepare for, execute, and track their transition. We have a couple of new reference items out from the Department of Defense this week. Department CIO Terry Halverson issued a revised version of the DOD Enterprise Service Management Framework, which shares guidance and best practices for establishing and documenting the implementation and management of the department's information technology systems. This third version places more emphasis on IT risk and performance management and includes new models for measuring the quality of IT services and assessing the processes through which they are delivered. The Office of Defense Procurement and Acquisition Policy has also issued an updated list of contract deficiency report codes as part of the migration from the electronic document access system to wide area workflow. The list of allowable CDR reason codes has been updated to incorporate new values, consolidate duplicate codes, and eliminate the use of other as a valid code based on recent analysis that revealed 75% of all codes were being filed as other. The new CDR codes supersede those contained in the previously issued list. An interesting new report out from the Government Accountability Office indicates that commercially available data services could provide federal agencies with a powerful additional tool to combat fraud and improper payments. Officials at assessed agencies explained that using commercial data services can provide access to proprietary private sector data not available from government sources, such as commercial bank account information from private financial institutions. For example, a pilot project conducted by the Social Security Administration for its unemployment insurance program matched financial transaction data at commercial financial institutions, such as deposits that could represent wages from work, and it resulted in a significant increase in detections of unreported income, translating into more than a $18 million increase in the amount of potential improper payments flagged during the project's 15-month period. Both providers of the services and agencies surveyed acknowledge that agencies' own data sets 
could provide some of the same data that's used for this application, but few organizations are currently prepared with the infrastructure in place to deliver the same level of service as private sector vendors. Using commercial data could also help attain efficiencies by freeing up agency staff to perform other mission-oriented work, GAO pointed out. If you do want to examine the possibilities of using a commercial data services provider, GEO suggested assessing the accuracy, currency, timeliness, and completeness of the data provided, and examining the technical aspects of using the data, such as any proprietary restrictions, potential processing capabilities, and the software involved. We have some rule adjustments. First, GSA made technical amendments to a rule amending the GSAR in reference to contracting by negotiation, purchasing by non-federal entities, and special contracting methods. A final rule that was published on June 6th later had further revisions at 81 FR 41103 applied effective June 23rd, and this amendment makes those corrections. The Department of Energy also has withdrawn a proposed rule published April 1st, 2014 that would have amended the DEER to allow DOE contracting officers to withhold a percentage of payments under certain conditions when a contractor's business system contained significant deficiencies. The department determined it will not proceed with the rule. Finally, we would like to remind you about our Countdown to Contract Award Fiscal Year 2016 series, aimed at giving you all the tools you need to conduct your procurement before the end of the fiscal year with time to spare. The 12-week guided learning program was designed in consultation with D. Lee, ASI's Chief Customer Officer, and offers a new topic each week reflecting the progression of the procurement process with the opportunity to earn CLPs too through an optional quiz. If you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can check out more details about that or any of the other headlines we've touched on in the same VAO page where you've downloaded this podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Tune in again next Friday, July 15th, to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News. Goodbye.